from the Parklands Freedom Leader. And this first hour, if you're hearing the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we do call names on this show. We do fight dirty through sound bites, sarcasm, groin stuff, whatever it takes to gain an advantage over the progressive left, turning their own scorched earth tactics against them. The terrorists who vote for contribute to and are elected by the Democrats who have been ratcheting up the pressure like tightening a car window for 50 years to the point that it's broken and I am here to clean up the mess officially the most feared man in America your 40-something ex-rock DJ the gold standard the one-man hate group Tim from Marquand loves this one the enema of the people No matter how you slice it, it all adds up to the world's greatest radio personality of any format. For the next two hours on the Richard Kaysen Radio Network. Now, if you like what you hear and if you agree with what I say, the number for you to call is 1-800-959-5366. And if you disagree and if you find yourself not agreeing with what I have to say, that number is 1-800-959-5366. It's the same number, you understand. Just in case there may be any confusion out there for the telephonically challenged in the year 2022. But it is good to be back in the studio, joined across from the uh, other side of the console there with his Mike just pegged all the way up. You can you don't even have it turned on yet. Check check one two. Yeah, you're on. We're on. Yeah, but I mean, you're way the. It's because they turned down this mic. Oh, did they? Yeah. Did so they? like it's all the way up, and you could probably barely hear it. They turned oh. down the main on the uh, system. I'm not sure why. I think the morning show person might not know where the level was originally, but now when the news director does his news hits you can barely hear him because he knew where to put the mic at level wise before well, let's not bore the audience jared i was just you know well but i noticed that you don't have to be up on it as much i i can hear you so yeah i guess maybe that's an adjustment i just as as always i just don't want him overwhelming me as the host and namesake of the show of course my microphone has to be louder but how you doing? It's been a month. Those those Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> between, well, you had evening games and then you had... Playoff games. Playoff games, and we had a couple of uh, late shows, and then I recorded a couple. And a couple of weeks ago, we even had a rerun. Oh, did we really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I just... Because I had so much other radio business going on that I just uh, emailed Sean and I said, you know what? Chances are nobody heard it the first time. Go ahead and rerun last week's show. And so he did. Huh. And that made it easy for everybody. Yeah. So, but how are you? Tired. From all of your play-by-playing? Yeah, yesterday I had two games in Moberly. Didn't get back in until about 1.45 in the morning. Slept like crap, and then <laughs> was busy today cleaning the house. Now, for any listeners that we have in Malaysia, the Philippines, or anywhere uh, listening... On KFMO.com or the podcast, he's speaking of uh, Moberly, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
uh, Missouri about being, 30 minutes north of Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, Missouri being one of the 50 states of the United States. If you know, because we take for granted that people know counties, right. states, because that's how self-centered we we Americans <laughs> are. We just assume that everyone knows about us. But uh, how about this weather? I'm done with it. Yeah, me too. I, I like the snow whenever it happens, but after after it's been on the ground for about a week, it's okay. All right, you can go away. You Melt give it a week already. No, usually it's actually like three days. We third day, uh, the third day, I was trying to get out of my driveway and had to like floor my car. No, I'm done with it. It's treacherous out there. I came by the station earlier in the week, and I swung my legs out of the car like uh, Frank Cannon used to do on the old uh, Cannon Detective Show because he was 400 pounds. But I'd swing my legs out like this, and before I even stood up out of the car, my feet went out from under me. <laughs> so I was like, whoa, whoa. So I regained my foot, and it was in these shoes, as a matter of fact. So I regained my footing, came in, and uh, took care of uh, a station bidnatch there. But uh, did you turn me down a little? I did not. Oh, okay. Oh, it's those wacky headphones. Yep. Flick it a little bit. Just give it a good flick. Well, now you flicked it too hard. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that was good. But yeah, this weather, you know why we have this, don't you? I do not. The groundhog? Oh, yeah. You saw his shadow? Are you one of the people that believe that? No. <laughs> but it just does kind of irk me that when the rodent, quote-unquote, sees his shadow, I mean, it's going to be six week on the calendar, yeah. six weeks of winter either way. Yeah. But last year, he didn't see his shadow, and it did warm up quicker. And this Interesting year, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to uh, put a bullet in that groundhog. but <laughs> <laughs> No animals were harmed in the filming of this. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. I'm in a 20-gauge slug. But anyway, um, there's this show on PBS. I caught it last week as I was doing, I don't know, I was writing something. I was producing something. But it's on PBS, this show, History Detectives. And the only... The only thing that this show has going for it is the fact that it uses Watching the Detectives by Elvis Costello as its theme song. This thing is just the most strident leftist trash. This, the, what they do is they take an item of historical importance and they trace its history, where it came from, who made it, why it exists. So there's this poster that supposedly came out around the 68 Democrat convention riots that happened in Chicago, and you've got this, what is supposed to be a Chicago cop, looking like a, a very angry John Candy, wearing riot gear and a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, and says something like, uh, beat the pigs, uh, meet us at such and such on this date, and it's got the clenched fist logo. And... The guy who's tracing the history of this thing, he's, he's a black dude, and he, uh, and this is where the media just normalizes this type of stuff to the point that no one thinks anything about it because this guy is like, well, I, I got a little bit of familiarity with the clinched fist logo because I, as a kid, attended a lot of Black Panther breakfasts, and that was uh, something that was around all the time. And so you had a relative or a parent or somebody who was in the Black Panther movement, which is an acknowledged uh, terror, hate group, whatever you want to call them. Um, he's being dragged to their breakfasts. 
to get some toast and eggs in the morning. But when you're four years old and you're brought up in that, that's, that's just normal. It's just normal to grow up hating white people because, well, uh, some white people captured and enslaved some blacks, unfortunately, and brought them here against their will three or four hundred years later. Some people still got a beef about that, even though they themselves never experienced such bondage, such as uh, Colin Kaepernick. That comes to mind when he made his dumb crack a while back about um, the NFL is slavery. Oh, yeah, because I remember that part in Roots where where Kunta Kinte was making eight million dollars a year picking tobacco out in a field for 29 hours a day. I, re- I remember that. He he was a rich man by the end of that book, as I recall, Colin. You nincompoop. And then you got Joe Rogan, who a couple of years ago, he signs this deal with Spotify. It was for like $50, $60 million. I believe it was $100 million. Was that it? I'm pretty sure. Yikes. Yeah, it was massive. Well, so he strikes the deal. And he goes to Spotify. Within weeks, they're like, well, Joe, don't do that. Don't do that. You can't say that. And they pulled some episodes. Well, he's been there, what would you say, a year, year and a half? Uh, it's been, I want to like say. Sounds like you follow this stuff. I, I used to watch it when it was on YouTube, and then he went to Spotify, and I didn't. I just stopped. I believe he's, it was in December of uh, 2019, or excuse me, 2020 is when he went full-time on Spotify and eliminated every, every other platform from uh, streaming new ones. And you know the brouhaha behind that. He has, because because the masters of the tech universe have decided that anything he says contrary about the official Biden position on COVID is somehow misinformation. And you got Neil Young, of all people, who has not been relevant since... Oh, I don't know, the Harvest album, long about 1974. Maybe the last waltz, his appearance on that with the band. But um, he threatened to have his music taken off of Spotify if they didn't start censoring COVID misinformation podcasts and, and Joe Rogan and things like that. And then, and then Crosby, Stills, and Nash, they who also sometimes is Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, oddly enough, they got on the bandwagon. Because, well, nothing else is selling their music. So, Richard Case and Radio Network at 1 800 Three six six. Some of the new music I was telling Jared about, it's in the same vein that we have been playing for almost the past year, but wanted to switch it up just a little bit. You know that the first year uh, terrestrial anniversary of the show is coming up like a month from this night. Yep. So your homework is to, you don't necessarily have to do anything because, you know, you're busy with everything else, but... Just think about the past year and uh, maybe jot a note or two down about something that stood out that you want to remember or talk about or say, hey, Rick, remember that thing that happened when... Remember when you lowered my pay? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
but then by the end of the show brought you back up to and i know i still owe you 20 bucks it's this show doesn't sell itself i'm one man damn it but oh man oh speaking of which uh black history month uh, well no one was speaking of black history month but i saw it and it reminded me to uh ask you about black history month um what are you doing how are you acknowledging it how are you just living my life like I always do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's really gonna help you in that community. Well, um, <laughs> I, uh, I I try not to be politically correct, but at the same time, uh, black people have made significant contributions to not just American society but society in general. So, all this month, the uh, show will be taking a moment to acknowledge Black History Month, like right now. The Richard Kaysen Radio Network celebrates Black History Month with The Spinners. Hand me down a walking cane, hand me down my hat. Hurry now and don't be late, cause we ain't got time to chat. Good time for The Richard Kaysen Radio Network celebrates Black History Month. We could have went negative. And we could have been talking about slavery and the Underground Railroad and the guy who developed 700 uses for the peanut and all sorts of negative stuff. But no, I wanted to accentuate the positive. It doesn't always have to be bad. It can sometimes just be upbeat and, and fun and, and quality. And, and I can't play like that. So there you go. The uh, Richard Case and Radio Network all month long acknowledging contributions from those in the as uh, Ayanna Presley got mad at Donald Trump for referring to them as the blacks. Even though we're the whites, they're the Hispanics. I don't I don't know what the what the problem is, but no, oh, and speaking of problems, uh Cory Bush uh, recently her car was actually struck by gunfire. You heard about this? I did not. Yeah, th- this is a legit story. She tweeted that I'm touched by everyone who has reached out. It was like a thousand people on Twitter, but thankfully no one was harmed. But any act of gun violence shakes your soul. <laughs> and and you're, you know, you want to defund the cops, which would be the uh, group of people that would be responsible for reducing that gun violence. But you know. Anyway, she says that's why our movement is working to invest in our communities, eradicate the root causes of gun violence, and keep everyone safe. Now, this is not the first time this happened. Her car was struck by gunfire back in June 2020, and she tweeted out some images of her car. But, so you had, like, the suck-up replies to her, the suck-up tweets but I was more touched by those who reached out to her who 
weren't so sympathetic like this guy his name is uh luke skywalker he says this is the first incident of gunfire i have ever heard in st louis (laughs) (laughs) and then you had uh toots to you he writes man i hate to admit but i just lmao exclamation point ranting mr p writes you go ahead and defund the police love everything's gonna be all right and josh fan 43 this is my favorite one and really more to the point than than any of them he replied to her and when do you plan on bailing out the people who shot your car so there you go now when responding to critics who called out her hypocrisy bush had these comments they would rather i die you would rather me die is that what you want to see you want to see me die you know because that could be the alternative i have private security because my body is worth being on this planet right now yes okay um here now is my very skillfully worded response to ms bush and the official position of this show so Unlike our opponents in the Democrat Party who continue to make physical threats against conservatives, no one in the conservative movement or who works at the Richard Kaysen Radio Network advocates violence against any sitting holder of elected office. That is the official, on-the-record position of the Richard Kaysen Radio Network. But since this is now also the second time that this has happened to Ms. Bush, she may want to reconsider that whole defunding the police thing because one of three things is happening this is just speculation on my part but it's just some random shooting and her car is consistently at the wrong place at the wrong time it's someone in her own community with maybe a personal beef against her or since she's so anti-law enforcement again speculation on my part it may be someone in that community who has taken her defund the police stance a little too personally. That's always a possibility. Canada! I like that smooth edit there. Perfect. (laughs) So, the Freedom Convoy up in Canada, their leader and spokesman, and sometimes life is too funny. Bear with me as I say this man's name. I'm not making it up. B.J. Dichter. Told Breitbart News that establishment media outlets and politicians maligning the trucker movement as racist, white supremacist, and desecrating war memorials are spewing fake news hoax hate that does not affect the movement at all. And we'll hear from a protester, part of the convoy named Daz, as we go to break here real quick. I'm here to protest and I'm here to support the convoy, Freedom Convoy 2022, because I believe in the message and I believe in the freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom of uh, uh, rights to religion, freedom of assembly should be respected. And I find those are the three fundamental rights and sovereign rights that we have as human beings living in Canada, whether you are jabbed or unjabbed, and the, our government has totally and solely 
uh, stepped on those rights. And there's other rights that's been stepped on, and I also believe that the narrative is being changed, where we're not even allowed to have a voice of dissent, which is completely unconstitutional, inhumane, and completely unsovereign. So that's the reason why we're here and why we're fighting for the cause. The Richard Kaysen Radio Network coming to you live most Sunday nights from the Parklands Freedom Leader, AM 1240, KFMO, just about 45 minutes south of St. Louis, where I'm trying to weasel this show into little by little. Not leaving here, just adding a station so that I'm here and also up in St. Louis at the same time. 1-800-959-5366 is the telephone number if you are compelled to call at any point as long as it is vaguely relevant to what we're talking about now the mainstream media is trying to paint this whole trucker convoy thing up in canada as racist hate blah 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 and what it really comes down to is they're tired of the vaccine mandates they're tired of the mask mandates they're tired of just all the mandates in general And the truckers in Canada, of all places, realized what we should have realized here a year and a half ago, that if they just quit trucking, things quit happening. Things quit moving real quick. Let's hear more from this uh, protester, Daz, in uh, the middle of Ottawa here. As a whole is a red herring. Um, They always mention white supremacy. White supremacy, give me his name, give me his business, give me his, give me his location. So it's always about a red herring. So I'm, I'm not gonna fall for these kind of narrative. If you see me, do I look like a white supremacist? (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) Nope. He is very much a black guy who just said that the whole racist thing is a false narrative. It's not even vaguely close to accurate. Now here you have Dave from Montreal, who told uh, this is uh, Robert Krejcik doing the reporting for Breitbart News. Dave from Montreal told him Wednesday with a slight Quebecois accent describing the ongoing protest against the Chinese coronavirus. Listen to this. For community, uh, brought in, brought out. I've been personally waiting for two years for two years for something to happen like this, and this is. What happens when Canada, coast to coast, gathers in one area? Gatters. It's nothing but smiles, good vibes, support, love, appreciation, uh, resistance, and, and, and freedom thoughts. And, and why people, we're we, we from a, a very, how do you say it in English? Um, a very like uh, respectful country of, of ours. Like we've we've been known worldwide to be too sorry for stuff and and this and that. Well, I'm tired of being sorry. I feel. So, Canada, they're they're tired of being the the doormat of the world. They're, they've been kind of like the nice second cousin of America for the past couple of hundred years, and it's not really in their makeup to do things like they're doing right now which is to stand up for themselves so it's very new for them in fact the freedom convoy movement has gone global after vehicles streamed into the center of finland's capital on friday so just to show you that it's catching on canada 
and Finland. You want to back off them hogs? You ever heard that song, Convoy? This is the, your first exposure no, to this no, song? No, I've heard it. Oh, okay. It's not a good song. No. I mean, it's not even a, a favorite of mine. It just fits the... <laughs> I used to, when I was a country jock, hey, man, you know, I'd be working the midnight to 6 a.m. Hey, man, why don't you uh, pull up that Convoy and play it? And I'd be like, hey, man, No. And then I'd hang up on him. <laughs> um, Facebook, they've censored a group of American truckers who are following the lead of their Canadian counterparts by organizing a protest against the vaccine mandates. This group titled Convoy to D.C. So I guess it's the same premise. A bunch of truckers are going to form a little old convoy trucking through the night all the way to D.C., except Facebook doesn't want you to know about it. That group, Convoy to D.C. 2022, was a place there on Facebook where truckers met online to plan and coordinate their convoy from California to D.C. Well, the group follows in the wake of the Canadian truckers' convoy and the Canadian movement. They've faced a financial blacklisting from GoFundMe. I saw that. They raised like $8 million, and GoFundMe's like, well, we're not going to give it to you, but we'll distribute it through some companies that we maybe think might approve of what you're doing. So in other words, they're taking all these donations and giving them to causes that probably aren't connected no. to what they're... So, And this is why Facebook and all these crowdsourcing things, but Facebook especially, are, are uh, losing popularity. People are having second thoughts about wanting to use these things. Facebook especially, uh, ever since they went meta, the parent company of Facebook changed their name to Meta, and people, I, I don't know, just in like the past six months, people are not using this thing anymore. In fact, the, they uh, plunged in value more than 20% after its uh, it being Meta. Its uh, quarterly earnings report showed that the company was losing daily users for the first time in its history. On Facebook? Yeah. Yeah, it's because all the users are uh, of older age. Right. <laughs> so you know what's he happening. He looks me <laughs> dead in the eye as he says that. <laughs> older age, Kason, <laughs> like you. Get it? You're old. Hang it up. No. Meta's value created, uh, not created, cratered. Kind of like Biden's ratings. Cratered by more than two. Oh, man. Th this sum of money just makes me sick to even say it. They lost $200 billion Thursday. Could you imagine having so much money, you take a $200 billion hit, and you're like, Ugh, and, and which would ruin us. Yeah. It would ruin our families for centuries. It would ruin the entire like area over here. <laughs> yeah. These guys are like, no, no folks, th th this next quarter, we're going to have to do better. That's all they're worried about. we got to make this $200 billion back. Somehow they will. I don't know. But that was their biggest one-day decline in market value for a U.S. company in history if the stock remains at the current price at market close where it is not listed in front of me.
Richard Kaysen Radio Network. I am Radio Network at 1-800-959-5366. That's how you get to talk to young Jared, who will decide if you are good enough to come on the air with me. And chances are, probably not. Um... (laughs) See, I, hey, I I make the decision there. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think runs this showcase? And no, I I was thinking about this over the the past week. I think I'm going to make a calculated shift. Uh, what what they would call in the wrestling business, basically. Um, I've been a pretty good guy for the past uh, year or so, almost a year, but. Just not generating the heat that a that a bad guy generates. So I'm gonna be making a heel turn. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn against this audience basically. Um, and <laughs> you're gonna become a Democrat. No, no. <laughs> but I am going to berate them relentlessly for not participating. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna totally do. Hey, all that stuff I was saying for the past year, folks. Forget about it. Didn't mean a word of all that yelling, me throwing stuff. It was all an act. No, but. You know, you guys are, if you don't take advantage of something like this, the slow Talibidens and the Kamala Harrises and the Hillary Clintons of the world are eventually going to take stations like this off the air. They're already hurting us through our business and our sponsors. Think about it. Mask mandates equals less traffic. Less traffic equals less business. Less business equals less advertising. Less advertising means less business on our end. And it's a calculated, deliberate effort by these. I'm running out of clean things to call them, <laughs> is what it we comes need to down get a, to. A bleep button. Yeah, and a delay. <laughs> yeah. About yeah. a 45 minute delay. <laughs> so whenever I finally just forget that I'm live on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> It'll sound like an SOS when the Titanic is sinking from so many. <laughs> You're, oh, what's going on over there? You ever you ever seen a, that, that cartoon Tiny Toons? You remember that? No, I don't. There, it was kind of like it, they were supposed to be the children's versions of Looney Tunes, and there was a character on there, Foul Mouth, who was a little chicken, and Foul Mouth had a bit of a swearing problem. And being a kid show, it, it didn't he didn't say anything, but he. Dirty dad gum, beep, 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 beep. and he would just like, it, you know, smoke detectors would go off. He would be using so many <laughs> profanities, which is what you want in a weekday afternoon cartoon for your kids. But so this convoy in Canada is happening because they're tired of the mandates. They're tired of vax mandates. They're tired of uh, vax mandate, mask vax. I can't even keep it straight anymore. You got Facebook censoring groups who support them. You got these crowdfunding companies who are withholding the money that's been donated to them because they're going against the official narrative about masking and getting your vaccination. Except if you're the governor of California, it's okay. You can go to sporting events. You can hang out maskless. You can take maskless pictures standing right next to Magic Johnson, and it's fine. Now think about that. For Are, are you hip? 
Yes. You no, know about well, magic? I do. Well, I mean, d- you are decidedly unhip, but I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about Magic Johnson. You know his yeah. story, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's like AIDS patient number three, and these guys are standing next to him, maskless. That if, if <laughs> I'm just gonna lay it right on the line. If I was in that situation, and if I'm in proximity of Magic Johnson, I ain't worried about COVID. <laughs> Okay? I'm worried about standing cheek to cheek next to the man <laughs> to take a picture. Well, okay, that sounded bad. I meant facial cheek to facial cheek. To take a picture with him with a big smile so that you're swapping breath six inches from each other. That's what I'm afraid of. These people are using no critical thinking at all. Like I probably should have. Cheek to cheek. <laughs> Not to be, yeah, oh, let's just man. move That's move a along. low blow. <laughs> Introducing the challenger talk about it. We gotta do it from right. Uganda, weighing 408 pounds, Convoy. Another Kamala Harris staffer leaving the White House at the end of this month. February being a short month, it'll be right around the corner. This is... Kate Childs Graham, director of speech writing for Harris. Oh, she's the one responsible. She's the one responsible for putting the words in front of Kamala's face. Uh, she goes on TV. Sounds like an airhead whenever she talks because she's saying the words on the page. Well, this is the fifth staffer to leave her in recent months, citing some quotes here disorder, bad press internal frictions, an abusive environment. One staffer accuses Kamala of treating her like S. That's a quote. And she's had a slew of resignations and departures in recent months during uh, these periodic political resets that just don't seem to be taken. President Trump's job approval was slightly higher than slow Talibitans at the same point in his presidency, according to the average of ratings chartered by uh, Real Clear Politics. On his second year in office, Trump had a slightly better approval rating than Biden has now. Check this out. Only 33%, this is from a Quinnipiac poll of last month, only 33% of adults approve of Biden's performance. Which means currently, well, as of this poll a few weeks ago, 67% disapproval. Now listen to these prescient words one more time. What did I say was going to happen? Biden's polls will tank. What else did I say was going to have to happen? The media will continue to report on his sinking polls. That is what they are doing. Democrats, they don't want to be attached to Biden or his sinking polls. And it's finally going to get to a point where they're going to ask him to resign. I see a lint roller over there I could have used earlier today. This thing that I wear is the most cat hair attracting garment they make. Some of it is scarf lint. 
I was telling my girlfriend that I, I didn't realize it, but I, I think I am one of those scarf jerks. <laughs> I always used to look down my nose at people who wore a scarf, but I found myself here lately wearing one, sometimes not even with a jacket. I'll go outside to grab some firewood or whatever, no jacket, but I gotta have the scarf. It's like if my neck is warm, yeah, I guess then so, I'm right. warm. So, any truth to that, you think? No. Not a bit. I've never worn a scarf, though, so <laughs> I guess I can't really add input there. Well, like my girlfriend said, well, you already were a jerk, so. <laughs> um, conservative author, she didn't say that. Conservative author and journalist. I did. Mich- she, th- <laughs> <laughs> she thought it. Conservative author and journalist Michelle Malkin and her husband. Check this out. They were. Have you ever stayed at an Airbnb? You no. know what that is. I do know what it is. I have not. Well, they, her and her husband, they've been banned by Airbnb as retaliation for her engaging in a uh, free speech or engaging in free speech at a conference last November. Malkin says that the speech delved into the K through twenty metastasis of anti-white curriculum. She's Asian, by the way. Um, the corporate media's whitewashing of black on Asian attacks, which apparently is a thing, at least in the big cities, and the long campaign to censor nationalist dissidents who put America first, adding that San Francisco-based Airbnb notified me that I was banned from using its services ever again and imperiously deleted my account. Well, the thing about an Airbnb is this. It's just someone's house. Okay, now, if if it's beachfront property, if there's a view, if I got a palm tree and some sand and some ocean in front of me, okay, Airbnb, that sounds... But being a comedian, I've stayed on the road over the years in uh, what they call the, the comedy condo. And this is a house that the comedy club actually owns in a suburban part of town. So for the three or four days you're in town, you're neighbors. It would be like if this was the condo here at the station and I'm neighbors with these people over here who have been using the parking lot by the way to <laughs> yep. pull their campers and everything out we'll have to let management know about that but Airbnbs are overrated it's someone's house give me a hotel any day I don't go on the road just to stay at home when I go on the road I want to stay in a hotel you know why? because when you've traveled as much as I have and you've done the road as much as I have, the hotel is your home. When I finally get around to building my house, my bedroom is going to resemble a hotel room. That's how I want it built. The girlfriend thinks I'm insane. She thinks it should be something roomy and homey. No. Hotel. That's 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 where I'm most at home. So, uh, we got a lot more stuff to get to. If you're listening to the podcast on Apple and uh, Spotify, it's the end of the road. Join the Dollar Club if you want more. We got Sweet Home Chicago, and we're going to trash AOC and Biden a little bit more. So, don't you go change it. <laughs>